Before we get started, the plan for this week's bonus episode was that we would do a video podcast. However, at one point in uh, the post-production process, we realized that there was a bit of a complication with one of the cameras that sort of made the footage unusable. So we will reference the fact that this is a video podcast, although it is in reality only an audio podcast. Please forgive us. Enjoy the episode. For thine is the kingdom and power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Welcome to the podcast. In and Through exists to equip the church to be hearers and doers of the word. My name is Tim Elmore, and I am the lead pastor of Memorial Baptist Church, Stratford, Ontario. And I'm Marshall Morton. I'm the associate pastor of Memorial Baptist. Crazy times. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's it's actually, it's kind of strange. I was just reflecting on this. Actually, I saw a post by Wyatt Graham, who is the, you see the, executive, the executive director of the Gospel Coalition. Canada. Canada. Yeah. Canada. And he was just kind of saying like, you know, a week ago, nobody thought we would be here. Yeah. Right? Like we knew about Corona. We knew that there was an issue, you know, in China and Italy and other parts of Europe, but we were just kind of going about our lives as though everything was normal. Right. And then within a few days, suddenly things changed. I think Thursday was really the, oh, the big day. That was like Thursday was mad. Yeah. It was like sports are canceled, schools are closed, and all of a sudden you're like, Oh, okay, this is uh this is a thing now. Yeah. That, that's gonna have an impact on our lives. Right. So so our director of corporate worship here at the church is is Alex and, and Alex and I went in, I went in and I just sat down with him. Uh this was probably about two o'clock mm-hmm. on Wednesday. Uh maybe Thursday. Wednesday or Thursday? Probably of, Thursday. Probably Thursday. Because I was at school. And we and, and I just said, hey, you know, let's let's talk about this. What if? Mm-hmm. What if it comes to this? Yeah. I uh, and then all of a sudden, just in a blink, yeah, we were implementing the plan. Yeah. It was no longer just a hypothetical. It was a this is what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, and it all happened fast. So what we want to do with this special uh, video podcast. Welcome to the radio room, by the way. The vodcast. The vodcast. Yes. Uh, So what we want to do with this is we want to take an opportunity to do two things. One, we primarily make this because uh, this is another means of of teaching and reaching out to our local community uh, of believers here at Memorial. Mm -hmm. But we also know that people listen to the podcast who aren't a part of our local, so we want to keep it relevant to, to everyone. Sure. Uh, and so what we want to do is we want to talk about why we made some of the decisions that we've made so far. Mm-hmm. And then in a more general sense, we want to talk about how it is that the Christian responds in this moment. Yeah. What is it that we do uh, to be cautious yet faithful and contributing to uh, gospel outreach in difficult times? Yeah. And, and how do we understand God and what do we do with anxieties and yeah. things like that? So this is this is going to be, I, I know some some churches are changing what they preach about to preach on these things. Right. That is perfectly valid. I understand that 100%. Great idea. Uh, We have a pretty rigid schedule. Yeah, I like to keep my preaching schedules. Also, we have another means, and we have the podcast as a means to do this, and so that's why we're choosing to go about it this way. So the first thing I want to do is talk about why churches, and in particular our church, why we're choosing to do some of the things that we do. Uh, We didn't have church on Sunday. Yeah. But then again, at the same time, there aren't very many cases in Stratford. Yeah. 
We're not really the uh, a, an international hub. We don't have an international airport and, and business commerce coming through and all that kind of stuff. We're we're a smaller, smallish city, larger town, you know, thirty thousand, uh, surrounded by cornfields. Yep, for almost an hour in any direction. <laughs> uh, but awesome little town. Come and visit. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, why did we close? So uh, one of the main reasons we decided to uh, not hold corporate worship. Uh, this Sunday and probably, you know, for we don't know how many more Sundays that's going to be the case um, is the whole idea of social distancing, which is kind of this new phrase that's entered into our vocabulary over the last 72 hours. This whole idea of social distancing. And essentially what that is, is it's we're reducing the frequency that we're gathering with other people and how many people are gathering um, in order to kind of slow down the spread of this virus. Right. Right. So we've only got, to my knowledge, there is uh, one case of someone from outside of Stratford, uh, but from the area who was ill, who was brought into the Stratford hospital. Apart from that, I'm not aware of any other cases uh, locally, but we also understand what, what most people already understand is that you can carry this thing for two weeks right. and not show any symptoms. Right. Or you can just have it and like for like you can go through the whole process, start to finish recovery and, and you feel fine. Yeah. So the reality, though, is that um, it's very uh, dangerous for the elderly, very dangerous for those who have compromised immune systems. And we have both of those types of people in our church family. Yeah, it's a multi-generational church. It is. And, and to be honest with you, if we said, a lot of people are saying, well, what you should do is you should just say that this is available in a live stream or what have you, and and if you want to come out, come out, but stay home if you're not comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. The only people that would have shown— not the only not the people, only, but but those who would have shown up would have been those who probably shouldn't be there, yeah, uh, because of their faithfulness, yeah, right. And so this is a, a preventative measure, yeah. This isn't a, a measure because things are happening rapidly mm-hmm. here in our town, yeah. Uh, this is this is because we don't want those things, yeah. to happen, and this is a way that we can contribute to that, yeah, right. We're we're not a we're not a mega church by any stretch nope. of the imagination. We don't even meet that two hundred and fifty mark that they're calling for. Yep. Uh, although now in the states they're calling it a fifty mark. Mark, we we more than meet that. Yep. Uh, but but we we're tight quarters here. Yeah. We're true. we're talking about going to two services because our our sanctuary is overcrowded. Yep. And uh, and so we just want to provide that bit of social distance. Mm-hmm. And so in in doing that, that that's one of the reasons why we've made changes. Uh, but we are going to stay in touch as a community. It's n- we're not just going to let people drift off and say, hey, remember us in two months when we come yeah. back together or whatever it ends up being, right? Yeah. We are going to uh, flood things like our, our Facebook page, our weekly emails. Uh, we want people to be in contact with our ministry leaders, find out some of our small groups are still meeting. Our yep. small group met last night. It did. And, uh, and some aren't going to be meeting. We're going to make use of our YouTube channel because that is a modern means by which we can continue doing sermons and yeah. this video podcast. Yeah. Uh, so those are things that we want to continue doing. We want to be creative in this time with finding ways to reach out to other people. Uh, one of the ways that you're going to be doing this is we use Right Now Media at our church. Yeah. And uh, Marshall's going to spend some time over the next couple of weeks posting Right Now Media recommendations. Yep. So that we can have those things coming out. Uh, I, I'm going to do this. This is something that, that came to mind last night that I just think is going to be uplifting. There, there are so many great worship songs out there mm. that bring courage and just sort of like fill the home with uh, and, and the car, the day, whatever it is that you have going on with an, a positive understanding of who God is 
and who we are as his children. Yeah. And so we're going to create a YouTube playlist with uh, some of these great worship songs, some that we sing in church, some that aren't necessarily congregationally friendly and sure. that they're difficult to sing, uh, but are still just beautiful lyrics mm-hmm. about a wonderful God. And we want to create a playlist so that we can lift each other up through those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to do some bonus episodes of the podcast. Yeah. We don't want to say what it is yet, but we might have Alex on a mic. Yeah. Which would be uh, would be fun. Uh, so we got those things coming out. Uh, you're going to be doing something special for the youth. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're going to be doing that. yeah, we're going to be doing uh, weekly video teaching. Um, so kind of devotional style uh, teaching that's going to be available, you know, through social media. And obviously, I mean, the primary audience is going to be be our youth groups, just so that they're served and taught. But you know, the way I teach our young adults, it's it's I you know I teach in such a way that um, I would hope that even our older adults would benefit from that. And so I'd encourage you to to, uh, to take part in listening to that if you're looking for um, edification. Um, but yeah, you know what the thing is, What I, I'm just reflecting on this as, as you were going through all the various things that we're going to be doing that we can do. I mean, we live in a time where we have so much opportunity to remain connected, to remain plugged in uh, because of technology, because of the internet, because of all these other resources. So, I mean... I mean, you think, okay, in, in the past, you know, during kind of quarantines and whatnot, how isolated people must have felt. But now um, we're able to stay connected through all of these channels. And so for us as pastoral staff, we're going to make the best use we can of the channels that are available to us to to help serve our people. So. Right, right. And and that's why we're going to continue doing things like the video sermons, yep. which... Uh, Went off really well it yesterday, did. yeah. Uh, and so, so those kinds of things are are beneficial. We're also still working pastorally, yeah. And so, understanding that if you if you have an issue uh, with mm. anxiety over this, mm-hmm. um, if you have needs, or you know of someone in the community that has needs, it just like, I got this neighbor, and they're not able to go mm-hmm. grab their groceries yeah. uh, because they're vulnerable yeah. because of age or whatever, uh, and for whatever reason you can't do that for them. As an expression of the love of Christ, give us a call. Sure, we'll make sure that it happens. Yeah. Right. That's that's yeah. those are things that we still want to be doing. Mm-hmm. So now let's talk about what it means to be a Christian in the midst of this. There are there is a mountain of great information on this being written right now. I, I know like yeah. every, I, I my my feed is just like Gospel Coalition post after post after post yeah. on this topic. Yep. Uh, Desiring God is doing fantastic things mm-hmm. uh, on this. There are, there are other podcasts and sermons uh, that we we could point you to if you're interested in that that are are talking about this. But we want to do our our own just to talk about how it is that people can be encouraged and be an encouragement mm. in such a difficult time. Yeah. First thing I want to say is. We've got to avoid the extremes. 100%. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. If I, if, if I can make a bit of confession here, like a week ago, um, when people were starting to kind of get concerned and worked up about this, I was that guy saying, this is no big deal. It's just a flu. Why is everyone getting so upset? Like, I, I was that guy, right? Mm-hmm. I was that guy, you know, saying we everyone needs to just calm down and chill out. And, and you know, I, the things that were getting canceled or postponed... I was frustrated. I thought they were, you know, overreactions. I was that guy. And, you know, through conversations, through, you know, doing a little bit of study myself, I've come to realize in a short period of time that 
you know, no, um, this does deserve some measure of concern, I guess, or, or, um, change to our thoughts and behavior around this whole thing. We can't be arrogant about it. Right. 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 So the, the one, the two extremes we're going to talk about are mm-hmm. arrogance mm-hmm. and fear. Yep. And both of these are expressions of faithlessness, mm. right? Arrogance comes at it from this perspective of this can't touch me, or even if it does, I'm going to be okay. Right. Right. I'm, I'm young and healthy and strong and, mm-hmm. and it's impossible for this to, bo- to be more than a, a head cold for me, you know, a cough mm. and a fever. Uh, that's, that's all it's going to be for me, and I'm fine, so I don't care. I'm not scared. Yeah. Uh, that, what that doesn't, the reason that can be faithlessness is because it doesn't give due weight to a sovereign God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? That God is in control of all things. John Piper did uh, his podcast, is Ask Pastor John, yep. and he did a podcast on this that was really good this week. And, and one of the things that he was talking about is he was saying, we don't know why these things happen. Mm. Right. And, and it could be that God is going to, for his glory, bring you through that sickness just like that. Yeah. And, and maybe you're going to get it or not get it. And, and if you do get it, maybe it's not going to be a thing. And that's how he's going to choose to glorify himself. Mm-hmm. It could also be that he might mercifully use this to end your life so that you would not fall away from him. Mm. <laughs> and what a rich and beautiful mercy that would be Yeah. to say, I know what lies ahead for you. And I know the weakness of your heart, mm-hmm. and I'm going to use this to call you home. Yeah. And for us to just sit back and be like, oh, can't touch me. Uh, one, that's not really the concern. Mm-hmm. The concern is the vulnerable sector around you yeah, exactly. in the community. Yeah. Uh, the, the flood of hospitals, the, the run on medications and, mm-hmm. and those kinds of things, that's the greater concern. Yeah. It's unloving. But, right? but it's, it is unloving. It's unloving to be that arrogant because what you're saying is, I'm not willing to um, sacrifice elements of my lifestyle, my you know my regular calendar um, for the well-being of others. And it's elevating self above others in such a way that you're saying, um, I am not going to humble myself for their well-being. I'm not going to make those sacrifices uh, for my brothers and sisters who, you know what? Maybe they're a little older. Maybe they, you know, are, uh, immunocompromised or whatever the situation might be, um, that's not Christ-like, mm-hmm. right? That's not Christian love. And, uh, and so to kind of strut around and act like this is no big deal is unloving because it, it is a big deal and it could be a big deal and, and in all likelihood will be a big deal for people within our own community. Right. And there might be some that would say you're just freaking out over nothing. Mm-hmm. My response would be maybe what I'm doing is trying to fulfill the second greatest commandment mm-hmm. and love my neighbor as myself, yeah. humble myself for the benefit of others. Yeah. Uh, so, the, so the arrogance is, it's unloving and it's faithlessness. Yep. Fear is also faithlessness uh, because, because there's a desire for control. Yep. Um, and all yeah. of a sudden control has come out of our hands in a way that we, if we were going to be honest, might say that we thought we were above Right. Advances in, in society f- as far as medical issues go, yeah. uh, thinking that we have a handle on these kinds of things. And, mm-hmm. and maybe this was something for past generations, but these kinds of things won't happen to us because yeah. we're above it. Yeah, it's and we had this conversation a little bit at small group yesterday. And, you know, I was just kind of sharing how, you know, our culture um, 
we have this illusion of control over our lives, right? right? With with all the advancements in technology and all the options we have in our consumer culture and all the freedoms that we enjoy to do the things we want, consume the things we want to consume, go where we want to go. Um, we have this illusion of control as though, you know, I can fine tune my little universe however I want to mm-hmm. because, hey, we have, the, we have the wealth in our society and the freedom in our society to do so. And we forget that we are not sovereign. God is sovereign. And right. in, a, in a sense, this is a bit of a reminder for us that there are things beyond our control. And I think that explains, I mean, that explains the hysteria in the grocery stores, people mm-hmm. stocking up, because what else can they do? They can't control right. whether or not they get the disease, but they can control how many rolls of toilet paper they throw in their cart. Right, right. right. And so we want to we want to reach for control where we can. And this this can cause anxiety to this end. Uh, David Platt did a great job in his sermon yesterday uh, talking about what anxiety is scripturally, mm, yeah. the anxiety that we want to come against, uh, mm-hmm. that Jesus would speak against in in uh, the Sermon on the Mount, where he would be saying, you know, don't be anxious for tomorrow, yep. and and those kinds of things. We're not talking about a clinical anxiety that is, uh, a, you know, a, an offset of, of chemical uh, mm-hmm. or emotional imbalance. What we're talking about is fear and worry combined together in such a way that we would look to ourselves and not to God. Yeah. That's the anxiety that the scripture calls us against. And that's the anxiety that we want to encourage each other out of. Right. Uh, So what we want to do is is we want to say, let's not be fearful, anxious people. Let's rest in the sovereignty of God. And that looks like two different things. That looks like faith in God's capacity to deliver. Mm -hmm. It also looks like faith in God's wisdom if he doesn't. Yeah. And I would I would points you to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, mm-hmm. right? When they faced the furnace, they went into it with confidence, our God will deliver us, mm-hmm. but even if he doesn't, yeah, right? And, and being able to rest in that moment that we are in and say, God is in control. Come what may, God is in control. And not to fall into this faithlessness that, that happens so many times in, in bad forms of church, uh, prosperity gospel and works-based gospels and things like that to say God is in control so I know this will be the outcome mm. but to say God is in control so that I know that goodness and his purpose will be the mm. outcome yeah I don't know the details behind that yeah I don't know if this thing is going to explode or fizzle mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to affect me and my community or always remain something at at arm's length or distant mm-hmm. but I know that in the end, God's will will be done. Yeah. Yeah. Our joy has to transcend our circumstances and be found in our understanding of a God who is good and has a good plan. And he's bringing that plan to fruition. And even this terrible thing is a part of that plan. And we know that God is going to use it for good in some way that we may not ever understand or may not understand till much, much later. Uh, but that is just true. And we just, and, and, and if we can rest in that, um, it's going to make this a whole lot easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then after that, we got to ask questions. What is God up to? Mm-hmm. And I would be, I'd be very clear to say this. We don't, we do, God doesn't give us those kinds of details. Mm-hmm. We're not privileged to that. Yeah. And and there, there already are, and there will continue to be people going on and on and on about why this is happening, yeah. what God is doing. Much of that I would ask you to just set aside. In yeah. fact, I would say for the purpose of not creating hysteria, 
Don't even watch it or listen to. Don't it. even engage with it. Don't, don't even don't even comment yeah, on it or anything. Don't share it. Don't even consume it. No. Nope. Uh, is this the end of the world? Unlikely. Yeah. The way we will know is hindsight. True. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If if we are going through this and you hear a trumpet blast, then you know. And all of a sudden you feel a little bit lighter <laughs> than you were before. <laughs> right. Then. Yeah. That then that it was yeah. the end of the world and the rapture has come and yeah. and all of those things are uh, are being ushered into place. Mm-hmm. Praise be to God. Yeah, sure. If it is not, and this is a moment in history where a generation is given opportunity to realize the weakness of human flesh and to lean on the sovereignty of our Creator, mm-hmm. then praise be to God for yeah. that as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, anyone who who is going to teach that this is, they for sure know that this is a direct punishment for a particular sin of a culture or society or whatever it might be, they're they're speaking out of turn, right? What we do know is that this illness, like all illness, is a consequence of a fallen world. Right, it's a consequence of sin, not necessarily a punishment for a particular people and their sin exactly right and so the i so it will also come about that people will say you know uh, of course you know like you don't if you have more faith then you'll be protected from this that's a very that's like no. the gut-wrenching prosperity gospel teaching yeah, no. right that, that this can be overcome by faith we we are not immune to the consequences of this fallen world mm-hmm. we are freed from the eternal consequence of sin of our own sin and the sin of the world that we live in, but we are not immune in this life to the punishment that sin brings on our everyday. Yeah. And we don't know what's going to happen. And, and this, Jesus speaks to this in he Luke does. chapter 13. Why don't, yeah. why don't you read that for us? Yeah. So starting just in verse one of Luke chapter 13, um, these are some people speaking to Jesus says there were some present at that very time who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And he answered them, do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered in this way? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or those 18 on whom the tower of Siloam fell and killed them. Do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others who lived in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. So for us to assume that if the illness happens to fall on one person as opposed to another, that this is somehow, you know, God's hand of judgment on that particular person Mm -hmm. for a particular, like this. And this is, these are things that, that you will hear because unfortunately some of the most prominent groups within, you know, the, the big tent of Christendom believe these sorts of lies, but Jesus himself corrects that saying, no, just because tragedy befalls someone does not necessarily mean that they were worse than the person who was spared. Yeah. And and, I mean, people are going to start raising questions like, well, what about Italy? You know, is Italy a particularly sinful place? Because look how devastating this has been in Italy. And those, those kinds of things are just, that is, that is silly talk that the Bible, uh, Jesus himself within the Bible is speaking against, mm-hmm. and it is pointless for us to engage with that kind of thing, yeah. except for to say stop. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, this this just cannot continue. It's it's a worthless condemnation of those people. Mm-hmm. Does it mean that 
There is no connection between our own sicknesses and our own sin. It can be. It can be an opportunity for God to get an individual's attention. Attention. Uh, James, the epistle of James, uh, teaches us that, that that there is an opportunity that we can still have sin in our own life that, that God needs to point out to us so he slows our life down with illness to say, mm-hmm. hey, you need me and you need to be thinking about things instead of just running headlong. That is grace and mercy. Yes. Instead of just being done with us to call us back to him, disciplining us in that way. But it is not necessarily that. I have a, I have a friend who does uh, Christian psychotherapy out of Tennessee, and, and he likes to say, we live in a fallen world that sometimes falls on us, hmm. right? Sometimes we cause our own problems. True. Maybe even a majority of the time we cause our own problems. Yeah. Sometimes it's that the fallen world fell on us, and, and that we live amongst the people of unclean lips mm-hmm. is the reason that we struggle. Uh, and, and that will, in many cases, be what this is. Uh, it is a consequence of sin in a greater sort of original sin, the sin of Adam inherited by the world, uh, people and all of creation around them, uh, kind of a way, not in a particular way, right. not in a that person sinned and this is what God is using to get rid of them. Mm. Um, there is coming a judgment for that. Yes. A final judgment. Yeah. And and this is not that. Uh, the last thing that we want to do is we want to encourage people on how you interact. This world that we talked about that we celebrated so much at the beginning that we have opportunities to stay connected can also be our downfall. It's true. And we have opportunity as Christians and a right as Christians to participate in these kinds of communities. We can participate in the darkness or we can participate in the light. And I want to call on you to participate in the light. Yeah. Chances are, chances are the information that you have to offer that is going to be scary or informative is already being shared all over everyone else's social media. Yeah. If this were the circumstance where people didn't know what was going on and they needed to be informed by you, that's a different thing. Yeah. But what people need at this point is for us to be speaking the truth of the gospel, and the hope that we have, mm-hmm. right? Peter tells us this. Peter says, be prepared in season and out of season Yeah. to give a reason for what? For the hope that's in us. The hope that is in us. Mm-hmm. I, I would challenge you to do this. If you're a social media user, I would challenge you to go back over your social media feeds right now and ask yourself the question, Looking at my news feed, what I've posted, mm-hmm. do people see in me hope? Yeah. Or am I responding to this in the same way that the lost would respond? Yeah. You know, you think back a few weeks when we were working our way through the law and there was the issue of mourning and they were cutting their bodies and tattooing their bodies in yeah. mourning. And he said, don't mourn like those who don't have hope. Yeah. I would say to you, don't tweet like those without hope. Amen. Tweet as one with hope. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Yeah, and I I think what we also kind of understand, I mean, from more of a kind of psychological perspective, our minds tend to gravitate more to that which is negative. Yeah. Right? Like, so it's just, it's a proven thing that, like, we dwell on the bad. That's why for most of us, those most traumatic memories of our lives are so much more vivid than 
the best memories, right? And so there's so much negativity, there's so much noise, there's so much concern, there's so much panic and outrage and all of the other things, um, you know, on both sides, those who are on the arrogant side and those who are on the fear side. And what we need to try to do is be that light that's shining in the darkness. And and I think because of how how pervasive the the panic is right now, um, in some respects, I think the light, if we give people that hope, that light, it's going to shine more brightly because things are so dark right now. And mm-hmm. so I just want to encourage people that, that, you know, whether it's, whether it's through social media, whether it's through conversation, uh, whether it's just through the way that they conduct themselves, you know, when they are brave enough to go outside, um, this will have an impact, right? And, uh, and pray that it would pray that, pray that this would be an opportunity uh, to witness to people, to share the gospel, to to give that reason for the hope. Um, I mean, this is this is just this has been true throughout history that that oftentimes when difficult circumstances arise, people begin people suddenly are questioning um, the, the, their whole worldview because they they felt so safe, they felt so in control, and then suddenly that illusion is shattered and they don't know what to think. And we have truth um, that we can offer them. Um, if we are prepared to to give it, so pray that we would be prepared. I guess. Yeah, and you know, I I've had members of our church talk about how this has created already for them opportunities to evangelize in the workplace. Yeah. that weren't there before. So praise God for that. Yeah, uh, and and I I I want to be very clear. What we're not asking people to do is bury their heads in the sand. Yeah, we're we're not saying that every bit of information out there is fear mongering. No, it's not. No. Uh, that's not what we're what we're looking for. We're saying that we we have a very special opportunity that the rest of the world doesn't. Yeah. The rest of the world is also has the opportunity to share this information uh, that that might be scary for people and, and those kinds of stories. Mm-hmm. That's out there and it's going to continue to be out there whether we're participating in that or not. What is not going to exist without the church partic- without the church's participation is the proclamation of the hope that we have in Christ. Amen. Yeah. The hope in this life and in the next. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for listening or watching, whichever you're doing. Yeah, I guess that's the thing now. This podcast is a resource of Memorial Baptist Church in Stratford, Ontario, and is produced by Alex Walker. Have a good week. Talk to you later. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. <laughs>